You're tuned in to Reverse Reset Restore, the destination for anyone looking to improve their mental, emotional and physical well-being. I'm your host Sally and I am so glad to have you join me as we dive deep into the world of self-care practices and strategies that can truly transform your life. Change comes from within. Hello there and welcome back to Reverse Reset Restore, or welcome if it's your first time here. And if it is your first time listening, you're dropping in on a bit of a review. It's been a week since we officially ended our 31 days of self-care program that ran for the month of October. And in this episode, we're taking a little look back at the topics we had running throughout the month. So stick around and get encouraged to try out some new ways to show yourself some love and kindness. The 31 Days of Self-Care program was inspired by Mental Health Awareness Month here in Australia with the theme, We All Have a Role to Play, playing its own role and how that translates to us personally with self-care practices. We All Have a Role to Play focuses on making the world free from mental health stigma and being more inclusive for people who are going through tough times. Definitely important conversations to be had. And I wanted to take those conversations into this program in a small way. Because while supporting others in their mental health well-being is crucial, sometimes we forget to apply the same kindness, concern and advice that we give to others to ourselves. I know I'm guilty of being able to extend myself to others with great ease, offering kindness and love and support that I haven't been able to provide to myself when those negative thoughts and feelings creep in. That's part of the self-sabotaging mentality I talked about in episodes 9 and 10, the silence of self-sabotage, where we actively do things to hurt ourselves for, insert your reasons here. You'll know some of your reasons. Anyway. Self-care is one of those things that we know we should be doing, but kind of just doesn't usually quite get there. We feel like our lives are so busy and intense and packed full of expectations and requirements and responsibilities that what we may need to give ourselves gets pushed away. Instead of taking care of our own needs, we focus on everyone else's needs because we need to be seen as good or productive or a team player or a great wife and mother. This world has told us that our value lies in giving, giving, giving out. And that anything that is just for us is wrong, selfish, even narcissistic. Think about how often you have sacrificed yourself for your job or your relationship or your kids. Maybe you feel pressured by your parents or cultural expectations and norms. There is so much pressure all around us to meet the needs of everything and everyone else, and we come last. The idea of this program was to encourage you to consistently do something for you, so that you can be all that you need to be in the rest of your life. In speaking about self-care, Parker Palmer, author and founder of the Center for Courage and Renewal, had this to say, self-care is never a selfish act. It is simply good stewardship of the only gift I have, the gift I was put on earth to offer to others. Some of the daily tasks or suggestions might not have applied to you, or maybe something that you have no interest in, or they might be strategies that might have forced you out of your comfort zone. 
I encouraged you to try them anyway. This was a gift to give yourself. Testing new ideas and concepts out to see if they worked for you. If you participated in any of the tips or techniques that I offered, I hope that you've been able to reflect on whatever you may have tried and whether they are something you will keep as part of your self-care practices going forward. I call this episode Rinse and Repeat because it's my hope that you'll go back over these 31 days to the episodes that inspired you and even the ones that didn't perhaps catch your attention all that much and give them another go. That you'll keep these strategies in mind when life is all-encompassing and overwhelming and the struggle seems like it's never going to end. Trust me, I have had many of those days and I know that so many of these strategies implemented in my life have helped me get through those darkest of hours. And if I can get through them, I know that you can too. I structured this 31 days of self-care program into topics that repeated over the course of the month. There were seven different topics that covered each day of the week. So we had Soulful Sundays, which was about connecting to your creative side, allowing you to find joy and peace and self-care by delving into expressing yourself through playlists and reading books and journaling and creative pursuits. There's something about expressing yourself creatively that is crucial not only to self-care, but how that pours out beyond ourselves. As Virginia Woolf once said, odd how the creative power at once brings the whole universe to order. Mindful Mondays offered five different meditations or mindfulness practices that you can easily incorporate into your day. I walked you through a five senses meditation to allow you to reconnect with your body, took you on a mindful wander in my neighborhood where we even got to hear that delicious sound of the kookaburras. We did a water meditation a loving kindness meditation, and even discussed a few ways to practice mindfulness in 60 seconds or less. Mindfulness is a beautiful way about connecting ourselves with the moment, because this moment is all we have. John Kabat-Zinn, Professor Emeritus of Medicine and the creator of the Stress Reduction Clinic and the Center for Mindfulness in Medicine, Healthcare and Society at the University of Massachusetts Medical School, explains mindfulness in this simple way. The best way to capture moments is to pay attention. This is how we cultivate mindfulness. Mindfulness means being awake. Talk Tuesdays encouraged you to speak up, check in or ask for help. We discussed how to have those tough conversations around mental health, how to play your part in helping others. And I got you to write a letter to your future self. Talking about how we're doing or checking in with others is really important. It's what connects us to each other. It creates community and humans are the only ones capable of having this type of dialogue, which makes us pretty damn special. Imagine how different our world would be if we just took the time to not only talk, but listen to each other. Which brings me to this thought-provoking quote by Nikki Gumbel, an English Anglican priest and author. A lot of problems in the world would be solved if we talked to each other instead of about each other. Wellness Wednesdays offered ways to connect to your body through holistic practices such as body tapping, also known as emotional freedom technique, yoga and breathing techniques, and even the importance of sunshine for our bodies and mind. Wellness and well-being are something we are becoming much more aware of, 
But I think we still don't fully understand how much the idea of wellness shapes all areas of our life. This quote by Greg Anderson expands upon this thought by saying, The concept of total wellness recognizes that our every thought, word, and behavior affects our greater health and well-being. And we, in turn, are affected not only emotionally, but also physically and spiritually. We practiced an attitude of gratitude with Thankful Thursdays by writing gratitude lists, celebrating the small wins in our daily lives, considering how we can play our part in helping others through random acts of kindness, and reminding ourselves about the value of laughter and how it acts as a medicine, both physically, mentally, and emotionally. It's easy to get caught up looking at what we don't have, right? I know, I do this too. I want to live in the mansion overlooking the ocean with that big pool to die for. Who doesn't? But we can choose to be jealous or dismayed that we don't and grumble about how unfair our life is. Or we can choose to be grateful for what we have. And we have so much, even if it isn't a fancy house or car or endless supplies of money. When we focus on what we have and appreciate it, we become much richer for it. Believe me, in my experience, most of the wealthy people I worked for had money, but not much else. I remember one of my employers once tell me that their circle of friends was based on how much money people had in their bank account. I think that was an awakening moment for me. They might have had the fancy house, the holiday homes, the private planes and expensive cars, but their friendships, they weren't really genuine. Could they sit down like I could with my friends and pour their heart out and be real? Not likely. In that moment, in that conversation, I realized I was the rich one. I had connections based on who I was, not what I could offer or what I had or how much I made. That, at least to me, is way more valuable than anything. But I know, We live in a world where the stuff we can collect and the exotic places we can photograph for the perfect Instagram story seems to be the things that make us relevant and important and desirable. I'm ranting again, aren't I? Suffice to say, gratitude for what we have instead of chasing what we think we need to have to be acceptable is often overlooked. And we'd all be a lot happier if we would just accept the good already present in our lives. As Eckhart Tolle says, acknowledging the good that you already have in your life is the foundation for all abundance. Fitness Fridays offered another opportunity to be present with our bodies. We went on adventure walks and danced like no one's watching. This was about moving our bodies in ways that felt good and loving, not punishing or feeling forced by societal pressures to exercise our guts out. As some wise, aka unknown person said, if you focus on results, you will never change. If you focus on change, you will get results. And on Stress Less Saturdays, we found practical ways to stress less so that the focus is on what can we change around us to change within us. From a digital detox and looking at how food impacts our mood to decluttering our spaces the Marie Kondo way, we looked at how self-care also expands to the way we live our lives. Self-care is not just about our mind, our bodies, our emotions, or the work we choose to do. 
It's about how we react or respond to the things that are happening in our lives. The good, the bad, and the everything else in between. I used to stress out a lot. And I've been retraining myself to not sweat the small stuff, so to speak. This takes practice. I'm still learning, growing, and changing. And that's the beauty of this human life, right? Our ability to adapt, to choose resilience and growth, even when the chips are down, or the odds don't seem forever in our favor. A favorite quote of mine on the subject of stress comes from William James, a 19th century American psychologist and considered to be one of the most influential philosophers of the United States, who stated, The greatest weapon against stress is our ability to choose one thought over another. The 31 Days of Self-Care program was a transformative journey that aimed to shift the focus from external pressures to our own well-being. It's a reminder that self-care is not selfish, but essential for our mental, emotional, and physical health. By participating in these daily self-care practices, I hope that you've discovered new ways to nurture yourself and that you'll continue to prioritize self-care into your daily life. Remember, you have a role to play in your own well-being, and this program was just the beginning of that beautiful journey. I'd love to hear what activities or strategies you tried or maybe have even decided to make a regular practice. Let me know by commenting on the Facebook page or answering the Q&A in Spotify if that's how you're listening or flick me a message. I know I have my favorites. Some of these I've been practicing for years and others just for a short while. Do I personally practice every single one all the time? No, at least not diligently. But I know that these 31 tips are ready and available if I do need to change something up in my life or remind myself of how special and valuable I am. And that's the point, because we all need those reminders of just how damn incredible and vital we are. In this whole universe, there's never been another you. You're it, the only one. And that's magic, isn't it? You know, I always talk about clouds never existing before or ever again. The ones we're lucky enough to see, they come and go, unique and alive in this time and place, and somehow it makes me feel so special and connected to the world. These clouds that no one has seen before, not Van Gogh or Matisse, not the Pharaohs or Einstein, and I don't know, but for some reason... That thought reminds me that no matter how transient we all are, clouds and waves and trees and people included, that we are also connected to the time and place we find ourselves in. That even in our moment, we bring something never seen before on this earth. Something that cannot be replicated. There are no accidents. You are not an accident. And neither are the circumstances of your life. Perhaps you may not feel like it right now, but I want to encourage you today that there has never been, will never be, and currently isn't anyone quite like you on this planet. You were such a gift to this world. And yeah, one day you're going to roll away like the clouds above us. But right now, you are here and you have a role to play. A role to play in the lives of others but mostly a role to play as yourself. So don't be afraid to live authentically. 
I know I know that might sound contrite or like an easy thing to say. And for some of you, it might be outside of your current circumstances. But hold on to that knowledge that who you are is important right here, right now. And you exist in this moment and we get to see it. Okay, enough of my little soapbox moment. I want to leave you with a final quote for this episode. It's one I really want you to think about so that when your mind tells you why you can't prioritize yourself or you hear yourself making excuses about why your self-care needs are at the bottom of an ever-growing to-do list, don't allow all the labels you wear, wife, mother, boss, worker, father, whatever the labels may be, be the only things that define you. Remember, you're not just a label. You are so much more and you deserve to take time for you. Your family, your friends, your work, social commitments will all be better for it. And most importantly of all, you'll be better for it. Hopefully this quote from Jennifer Williamson will come to mind. There is enough time for self-care. There is not enough time to make up for the life you'll miss by not filling yourself up.